0: Lord, uh, we yield ourselves to you, even as we uh, listen uh, to your word, and even as we continue to wait upon you. You are the Lord that heals us. And so Lord, I pray that uh, your healing presence will be present this morning to minister to us even as we uh, wait upon you. Be magnified and glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I praise the Lord. It is a joy to wait upon the Lord together this morning. And our topic this morning is power to heal. And there is a text that has been given to us uh, to use even as we uh, study this uh, topic, and that is Romans <clears throat> chapter one, uh, from verse sixteen <clears throat> to verse seventeen. This is what the text says: "I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation." Of everyone who believes it. First the Jew, then the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the just shall live uh, by faith. Our topic is power to heal. Well, my brothers and sisters, when we talk about power, power—the word power has uh, quite a number of uh, meanings, and it depends on who is using the word. Um, all of us as human beings enjoy uh, enjoy uh, having power, and. Uh, Many human beings use power for different reasons. But when the scripture talks about power, it's talking about uh, two key things. Uh, Power means authority and power also means ability. And so when we we are talking about power to heal, we are talking about uh, divine ability to bring healing, but we are also talking about divine authority uh, to bring healing. And when you talk about healing, uh, from a biblical perspective, uh, when we talk about healing, we are not just talking about uh, getting rid of disease. Uh, when we talk about healing, we are talking about making something whole. Uh, restoring uh, something or someone to the state in which God meant it to be and my brothers and sisters when you go through scripture you'll find that uh, that word healing is not only applied to human bodies healing is applied to everything that God has created whether it's biologically termed living or non-living. Um, in my primary school, uh, we uh, were told about living things and non-living things, and apparently what they referred to as living things are those that uh, are, are, are breathe and feed and are able to move and things like that. And the rest of, thing, of things are not living. But in the biblical perspective, everything that uh, is in a state below what God intended this to be requires healing. And there are a number of scriptures that you will go through uh, that you will see in 2 uh, Kings chapter 2 from verse 19 to verse 22. There is a very interesting uh, story there about uh, uh, a certain city called Jericho and uh, the inhabitants of Jericho were disturbed that their city was well situated but uh, they were not reaping of the advantages of the city being prime. Um, You can think about places in Kampala or places around our country or even our country uh, with all the advantages it has in terms of climate, in terms of uh, uh, human resources, in terms of uh, minerals, in terms of everything. And so these people in Jericho were, were, were disturbed. Their city had so many advantages, so many advantages. But then the the land was unproductive. And uh, they said that the water was causing barrenness. And so they came to Elisha and they were disturbed and they said, man of God, there is an issue with this place. As you can see. And many times you look at places and even individuals and you see they have a lot of advantages. But somehow, those advantages aren't uh, translating to uh, to what we call results. So they told him, this city is well situated, as you can see, man of God. But the, the, this place, we are not seeing results. The land is unproductive. And the water causes barrenness. And so Elisha. Told them to. To bring him a new vessel. And then he said to. uh, Told them to put salt in it. There are three things he told them to do. Number one. Bring me a new vessel. Number two. Put salt in it. And number three. He went to he was shown the source of the problem. And according to that text of scripture, when he reached the source of the water, he just put the salt at the source and then he proclaimed the word of God. So in in that text of scripture, I can see a number of things that uh, Elisha did uh, to make that whole place uh, that was... uh, not bearing the kind of result it should have been bearing. A number of things Elisha did. Number one, he asks them to bring him a new vessel. Number two, he got salt. Number three, he went to the source. And number four, he, he, he spoke. He spoke the word of God over that place so when we see uh, when we talk about the power to heal in that particular text of scripture the ingredients that will bring that will cause things that are operating below what God intended them to operate at to come back to where God uh, expects them to, to operate you know Number one is to acknowledge that there is a problem. If we are going to unlock the power to heal, we need to acknowledge that there is a problem. Until you acknowledge that there is a problem, until you acknowledge that you're sick, until you acknowledge that you're sick, until you acknowledge that where you are is not where you're supposed to be, until you acknowledge that there is Something wrong. You cannot unlock the power to heal. All the people that the Lord Jesus healed, eh, all the people that the Lord Jesus healed, they acknowledged their state and acknowledged their need. They acknowledged their need for, for healing. And I could allude to a number of examples. You know, one of the examples coming to me is the example of blind but Myers. You know, when he heard that the Lord was passing, And he got to know, you know, he cried out. eh? He said, have mercy on me, son of David. Have mercy on me, son of David. You know, he acknowledged that he needed help. Just like these men of the city of Jericho acknowledged that there was a problem. Until you acknowledge that there is a problem, you cannot unlock the power to heal. You know, I like Blind Myers said, have mercy upon me, son of David. Now, I'm just reflecting on the, 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 the statement he made, have mercy on me. You know, when you talk, when someone says have mercy on me, then that means that person is in a state, you know, that requires eh that requires God's help. You know, the phrase have mercy is a phrase that we commonly use, especially in times of, of prayer for repentance. So literally, when Bl- blind batman said have mercy on me, it was he was it was like he was acknowledging. His state of unworthiness. And if we are going to unlock the power to heal, we need to acknowledge our state of our unworthiness. We need to acknowledge the fact that we need the mercy of God. We need to acknowledge the fact that sin is one of the reasons that that causes disease. And when I talk about disease, I'm not just talking about disease in the sense of of sickness, in the sense of uh, physical sickness. I'm talking about disease in the sense of anything that is the reason behind eh, uh, some things not being what God uh, intended intended it to be. And even Jesus one time used it uh, when he was ministering to somebody, you know, uh, when he met this person, uh, the Lord looked at the person and said, uh, "Your sins are forgiven." Before actually proclaiming healing, He said, "Your sins are forgiven." He was dealing with the root cause, you know, the root cause of the problem. And if we are going to unlock other power to heal, we need to to, to to deal with the root cause, uh, with the root cause of, of the problem. So, a uh, blind batman said, "Have mercy on me." If we are going to unlock the power of healing, the power to heal, okay, we need to plead for God to have mercy. And not blind Batma said, have mercy on me, son of David. Now, w- when you read through scripture, you know who David was. You know, David was a king. So blind Bartimaeus was approaching the Lord from the perspective of him being king. And when you think about king, when you think about king, you think about a person with authority. If we are going to unlock the power of God to heal, we need to acknowledge that God owns all authority. God is a God of authority. You know? So a blind batman goes and says have mercy on me son of David the power to heal to unlock the power to heal we need to acknowledge the authority of God we we, we need to acknowledge God as king we need to acknowledge God as sovereign we need to acknowledge God as the one who has all power to make things whole. Going back to the story about Elisha and, 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 uh, and these people at Jericho. You know, when the men uh, came to Elisha, you know, they acknowledged the problem. They acknowledge that things are not the way that they should be. And they acknowledge that they needed help. And they came to Elisha. Because they knew Elisha was a man operative in authority. And so when they come to him. And they share the problem. You know. Elisha says, bring me a new vessel. Bring me a new vessel. For the power of healing to operate, you need a vessel. For the power of healing to operate, you need a vessel. And 2 Timothy chapter 2, I think from verse 19 to verse uh, 22, talks about the kind of vessels. It says that in a large house there are so many kinds of vessels. But God does not need any kind of vessel. He says there are vessels of gold, there are vessels of silver, there are vessels of, of wood, there are vessels of clay. And then he says some vessels are for noble purposes. Some vessels are for ignoble purposes. And then he gives the quality of the vessel that God uses. You know, and so when Elisha tells them, Bring me a vessel, he does not just say a vessel, he says, Bring me a certain kind of vessel. If we are going to unlock the power to heal, we need to be a certain kind of vessel, not just a vessel. And Elisha says, Bring me a new vessel. When Paul is talking to Timothy in 2 Timothy, he says, The kind of vessel, yeah that god uses is a vessel that is cleansed is a vessel that is set apart eh? is a vessel that is set apart for noble purposes my brothers and sisters if we are going to unlock the power to heal we need to be vessels set apart for noble purposes You know, Elisha says, bring me a new vessel. I pray and hope that this morning, my brothers and sisters, God will bring renewal in our lives. That will be the kind of vessels that are worthy carriers of this ability to bring healing. My brothers and sisters, when you just walk around your community, just walk around the country, and you see how many things are broken, leave alone the health of the people, you see, but everything literally is broken, you just come across broken systems, broken marriages, you know, broken families, you know, broken communities, you know, a broken city, you know, a broken economy, everything is literally sink. Everything is sick, And God is looking for a vessel. That will bring healing. To the sectors. That will bring healing. To the education sector. That will bring healing. To the marketplace. That will bring healing. Eh, to the economy. That everything is sick. God is looking for a new vessel. God is looking. For a new vessel. You know, I'm just remembering Elijah. In the home of this widow. Of Zarephath. The widow has fed. Eh? The widow has fed Elijah. And now the widow's heart is broken. Eh? Because her son has passed on. And the widow blames Elijah. For the passing of the son. Let me tell you, my brothers and sisters. The state in which the nation is. The people that are held responsible are you and I who are supposed to be the vessels of God to bring healing. Elijah, I mean, the the, the widow blames Elijah. He says, you are the cause of my problems. Before you came, my son had no problem. But now you came here to remind me, eh, to remind me of my sins and to cause the judgment of God. You know uh, to fall upon me you know and elijah is left with no option apart from pleading with god that this situation is turned around you know you cannot unlock the power to heal until you realize that you are responsible for bringing solutions to broken situations until you begin to Pray. You know Elijah did very crazy things, my brothers and sisters. You know, I've not come across a kind of person who 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 did the kind of things that Elijah did. And if you uh, and if you try to do them, people will even uh, think you're crazy. The Bible says Elijah carried the dead child yeah, to his to his bedroom. You know, he put the, babe, the, the, the 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 dead child on his bed and he stretched himself. Over the, the body of this, uh, of this, over this dead body, eh? three times he would stretch and walk around, stretch and walk around, and uh, plead with God. And on the kind of prayer Elijah prayed, you know, eh? he, he he was like a person. A person in court was literally saying, Lord, why why have you done this kind of thing? Why have you done this kind of thing to this lady? You know, the kind of prayer that Elijah prayed was not an ordinary prayer. You know, it was was like he was telling God, this must happen. It was like he was telling God, this situation must be turned around. You know, I cannot afford to be in the house of this widow. As a servant of God, and let this widow be in this kind of, of of what? Of grief. Oh my God. May God bring us to that kind of level of prayer. Where you God puts you in a place and you say, I cannot stand it. I cannot stand being in this place. And this place continues being broken like this. You know, that is the kind of you know, that is the kind of resolving the heart even that David had you know when he he went to the front line to take food for his brothers and he found a broken situation you know he found the Philistine you know taunting you know the children of Israel he found an uncircumcised Philistine, you know you know threatening the armies of God for forty days, he was threatening them. These guys had weapons, you see but they were paralyzed by the threat of the Philistine. you know, David said, "I can't." I can't bear this anymore, you know, I can't bear this anymore. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to defy the armies of the living God? You know, he said, I can't stand this anymore. And even when he was rebuked by his brothers, he said, isn't there a cause? Isn't there a cause? I hope that the burden of God will come upon you today. To realize that there is a cause, you know to there is a cause to turn things around, there is a cause things need to be made whole. you know you cannot get used to the brokenness around you and just keep moving God, you know some of us cannot pray or cannot sustain the grace to pray because we don't have a burden. To unlock the power to heal, you know, you need to be touched by the infirmities of the of, of the community around you. You know, you cannot just continue listening to news every evening. You know, and just and just looking on. You can't unlock the power to heal if you just look on. What moved Jesus? What moved the Lord to minister healing in multiple in multiple situations was because he looked at the situation in which people were. And the Bible says that he he, his heart was touched. You know, his heart was touched. He looked at the people, and they were like sheep without. A shepherd, you know, he looked at Mary and Martha grieving when he visited them after Lazarus was dead. The situation was so broken. The Bible says Jesus wept. He was touched by the situation in which these ladies were. He could not bear it anymore. He couldn't bear it anymore. At some point, he said, "No, I cannot just, I cannot just cry tears here. Where did they lay him? Where is the problem? Take." me to the socks. you know he was gripped in his heart by the brokenness by the state of grief and sorrow these people were in eh, he looked at this woman eh, who had lost her only son you know there, that story is there in, 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 in one of the gospels he looked at the woman that had lost eh, her only son and he couldn't to bear it. He had to touch the coffin and the child had to come back. When he came from the mountain of transfiguration down into the valley, he found his disciples having a theological debate and many times we waste time in theological debates. There is a man here who has his child, the child has has a problem of epilepsy the epilepsy throws the child in the fire you know the child has suffered under this condition it is so broken and his disciples like some of us are engaged in theological debates when he reached there he asked what is the problem show me what the problem is the man said "Eh? my child has a problem he has this seizure it throws him in the fire you know i couldn't hold it anymore i brought the child to this these guys and these guys have failed and now they are trying to explain the situation away and the lord said how long will i bear with you guys how long will i bear with you guys you know he looked at the vessels, and the vessels were not able to deliver. He said, How long will I bear with these kinds of guys? And he says, Bring me the child. You know, he, he, he they brought the child, you know, in just within no minutes, you know, the seizure had left. I mean, the spirit behind the seizure had left. He dealt with the root because the seizure had left. Until you have the burden, until you cannot bear. Eh? the situation around you until you cannot bear it anymore you cannot unlock this power to make things whole you know and so when these guys in, uh, in, in in second kings chapter 2 from verse 19 to verse 22 when they shared the problem with elisha elisha i think the burden fell upon him. He did not ask the history of the problem. He did not go into conversations. He did not go into into theorizing. You know, he did not go into the geographical, you know, the historical, you know, the cultural, the religious. You know, he did not go into those kinds of things. He said, Bring me a new vessel. He realized the, the prevalence of this problem. This problem had prevailed because there was no proper vessel. To unlock the power to heal, he said, "Bring me a new vessel. May God make you under a new vessel, you know." And then number two, he said, "You put salt in the vessel." When you read through the scripture, you will see you will see a salt being used, you know, in a number of places, and salt being alluded to, you know. Jesus said, "You are the salt of the earth." You are the salt of the earth. I like that. You are the salt of the earth. Okay? You know, brethren, salt has healing properties. You know, and the scripture says, You are the salt of the earth. If we are going to unlock the power to heal, we need to be the salt of the earth. We need to be the difference makers. Just the way salt, eh? Okay? Has healing properties. You and I need to be the salt. You and I need to be the salt. And so he said. Bring me a new vessel. Put salt in it. May God put. Salt. Within us. In terms of. eh, This divine ability to heal. This morning. So that as we go into our workplaces, as we go into the communities where God has uh, has called us to go to, that we will actually uh, be difference makers. Put salt. Put salt in it. And then the third thing that happened is that uh, Elisha went, eh, went to the source. If we are going to unlock the power to heal, we need to focus on the root cause of the problem, not on the symptoms of the problem. And, you know, I'm thinking about the, the story, I think it's in Acts chapter 3, I hope it is, of this man who was seated at the gate called Beautiful. And, you know, he already sat there to, to beg at the gate called Beautiful. He was seated in a beautiful place, but with an ugly problem. And he was at the temple. And. uh, (laughs) The temple. According to Jesus. Was supposed to be a house. Of not just prayer. But also a house of healing. You see. Because when he drove out the money changers. From the temple. And he declared this the house of prayer. You know. Scripture goes on to say that. uh, Immediately. Those that were lame. And had infirmities, came and healed them. So, literally, the temple is supposed to be a healing center. But this man was seated at the gate of the healing center. Eh? The gate, the beautiful gate. You know, the gate where you are supposed to get solutions. The healing center, but he had a problem, an ugly problem. And all that, the, 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 the that, the, the, the believers would do is just to get to give him some coins people would pass this man and give him coins on their way to the temple they were just treating symptoms and never dealing with the root cause but when <coughs> I think it was Peter but when Peter came yeah, at the hour of prayer you know he looked at this man I am sure he had seen this man at this place not just the first time, a long time this man had been seated there. How many, how many uh, people come to us or come to our churches Sunday in and Sunday out dressed well but they have an ugly family problem they have an ugly marriage problem They could even have an ugly health problem. They have an ugly emotional problem. They have an ugly mental problem. How many? They keep coming to you day in day out. Some of them come to your places of work. You know, Peter told this man, when the man stretched out his hand to expecting something from him, he said, look at us silver and gold we do not have but what we have we give to you in the name of jesus rise up and walk you know eh? it, it was it was like it was like peter was saying you man eh? today we need to deal with the root cause of your problem he drew the man's attention And he said today we need to deal with the root cause of of your problem. You've been getting silver and gold all these years. but, But you are just stuck in the same place. And so he said in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And that man never sat at the beautiful gate again begging. His life had been made. Hall, because the right vessels were in place and because the right vessels were in place they unlocked the power to heal and this man's problem was dealt with I'm drawing towards the, uh, the close going back to Elisha It deals with the root cause he goes to the source may God open our eyes to see the source of the brokenness around us, so that we may address the source. So that in our prayers, we are targeting our prayers to the source. What is the source of Uganda's problems, my brothers and sisters? Is it the leadership? Is it the tribes? What is the source of Uganda's problems? May God open our eyes to identify the source. And deal with the source in prayer. So Elijah goes to the source. You know it was the city that was sick. But you see. He goes to address. The water source. You know. And I'm just thinking that. There was a spiritual problem over that. That city. And the spiritual. The the, the, the root of this spiritual problem was. Was in the waters. And so he deals with the powers that that held this place captive. To unlock the power to heal, you need to deal with the spiritual dynamics of the place. Or the spiritual dynamics surrounding a person. You know? I just imagine that uh, Elisha dealt with the powers in the waters. And he And the thing he did, he did not just put salt there from the vessel. He spoke the word of God. He says, This is what the Lord says. I have healed these waters. From today, they are not going to cause barrenness. And from today, this place is no longer going to be unproductive. He said, This is the word of the Lord. To unlock the power to the power is in the word the power is in the word and not any the word the power is in the word of the Lord the power is in the appropriate word yeah. there is an appropriate word that will change every situation around if you are going to unlock the power to, to change things you need God to give you the word for that place for that moment That's what Elisha did. He proclaimed the word of the Lord. I'm thinking about Ezekiel, my brothers and sisters. The Lord took him to a valley which was broken, it was full of bones. Everything was dead. And the Bible says the bones were very dry. In other words, the situation was from a natural standpoint beyond repair, beyond repair, beyond repair. You know, and the Lord asks, uh Ezekiel, like the Lord asks us, can these dry bones live? And that's the question that the Lord has eh, for, for, for for the body of Christ. Eh? Can the Ugandan situation change? Hmm? Can it change? He's not asking the politicians. He's asking the body of Christ, can this situation change? The Lord did not send the king to the valley of dry bones. After all, at that time in the days of Ezekiel, everyone was already in captivity, I mean in the cardness had overrun had overrun town, and everyone was in exile. You know, you know, he did not ask the kings because you know they, they even were paralyzed, they were also they were also broken, they were also um, I mean in exile, you know. So sometimes we overblame the, the, the politicians and we forget that uh, <laughs> eh, the Lord is looking at us. He lo- he, he asks Ezekiel, can these Dry bones leave. And the Lord keeps asking us those questions. Can this situation turn around? And Ezekiel responds in an interesting way. He says, Lord, only you, only you knows, only you knows to unlock the power to heal. You need to go to God to give you the solution. He says, only you knows. And then the Lord tells Ezekiel what to do. He tells Ezekiel, to speak, to prophesy simply, to speak the word of God for, for, for the moment. That's what prophesying means. It is not just like, eh, you know, just for telling, eh? It is speaking forth the word of God for the moment, appropriate to the situation. That's how you unlock the power to hear. And you see, the Lord tells him, speak. Speak to these dry bones. He gives him the, the words to speak And what happens? Ezekiel opens his mouth and speaks. You know, to unlock the power to heal, you need to walk in faith. You need to operate in faith. You need to operate according to the instructions God gives you. You cannot unlock the power to heal if you don't walk in faith. And the scripture says faith comes by doing what? By hearing and hearing the word that the Lord is speaking. And so when Ezekiel speaks, the Bible says as soon as he spoke, there was a rattling noise. The bones started joining together. Eh? As he continued to observe, you know, the, the, the flesh came upon the bones, you know. And uh, uh, after some time, he saw dead bodies. You know, the situation now was now beginning to come back to where it, is, it, it was supposed to be, but was not yet there. And then the Lord again tells him, the Lord gives him another word. He says, now speak to the, to the wind. Speak to the wind to enter these, 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 these dead bodies. And then again he spoke yeah, the word of the Lord. And you know, uh, in that text in Ezekiel 37, it ends when what was dead and broken and hopeless is fully restored. He spoke the word of the Lord may god this morning give us an appropriate word to address every situation uh, that uh, is around us every situation that is around us and so elisha uh, speaks the word of the lord in the in the situation and the bonds i mean and, and 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 the the waters the scripture says the waters from that day the waters were healed from that day, the waters were healed. Years ago, when I went to visit, uh, to, visit, uh, to, to visit Israel, we were taken actually to that spot where it is believed that e- Elisha uh, uh, turned the waters. And the, the man who took us there said that, uh, that that even now, if you the purest water, that, that well has the purest water in the whole of Israel, I was so touched. I was so touched. You know that you can unlock the power to heal, and the healing is not temporary. The healing is permanent. You see, God God does not do temporary things, my brothers and sisters. God does a permanent things. You know, when God does a thing, eh? Eh? He, he, he heals you he heals completely, and the healing prevails, and the healing stays. And my brothers and sisters, even as I end, may God this morning put a burden on our hearts to pray in such a way that will unlock this power, that will make things whole, that will make families whole, that will make our communities whole, that will make our nation whole. You know, that will make the creation whole. I think it's in the book of Romans yeah, where Paul is speaking and says that all of creation yeah, is a groaning, yeah, is in a groaning. Yeah, and he says all creation is waiting yeah, for the true sons of God to be manifested. All creation is groaning because of its sickness. And the creation is waiting for the true sons of God, the vessels, the vessels that will unlock healing to be manifested. May we be the vessels this morning. A lot of things are broken. Even some of us on this platform are broken. You know, we've gone through a season of too much loss. A season of too much loss, and you know I'm on some WhatsApp uh, I'm on somewhat sub-platforms, and when uh news comes that someone has passed, you know, all we say. Oh and B. Eh? May his soul rest in peace. And these days we abbreviate it. R eh? H eh? R I P, R R I P, R I P. And you know, sometimes I feel like, but God, when will this stop? Why this? continuous death. You know, there's been too much death, there's been too much pain, there's been too much sorrow and let me tell you there is no other moment like this when we actually need the power to heal. Hosea chapter 6, the Lord promises eh, He he promises, come let us return to the Lord. Like these men came to Elisha, you know come let us return to the Lord for Things are broken, but God will heal them. You know, things are torn apart, but God will restore them. You know, eh? he will bring revival. God will put the things together. He will bind them together. eh? After two days, eh? he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us. God wants to bring revival and restoration. He wants to bring things whole. As we open the church house, as we open the church houses, even this Friday, as physical overnight starts, there is no other thing than releasing the power to heal that we actually need to see. It cannot be overnight as usual. We can't go back to those times of times when we would we'll just come and just overnight was just part of the routine. You know we need to unlock the power to heal people are broken the nation is broken you know there are some families that are grieving you know i know of families that have lost eh, more than two people in a very short period of time and it could be that eh, that a lot of death is still happening only that it does not it does not feature you know it does not. It does not feature in the news. It's only prominent people, you know, who are spoken about, you know. But healing. May this be the, help, the hour to bring healing. Our Lord and our Father, we thank you so much for your word, and even as we continue to pray, put a burden on our hearts, Lord. Put a burden on our hearts. May we be touched by the by, by the sufferings of the people. Lord, because if our hearts don't have a burden, we shall just be like those men that used to pass this man's city at the gate. They would just throw a few coins. And Lord, Lord, you know how we throw money to problems. But Lord, this morning, give us a burden like the one David had. Oh, my Father, give us the kind of burden, Lord, that you had when you looked at Mary and Martha in a state of grief. And you could not, you could no longer hold it. That you wept and you could no longer hold it. Oh, my Father and my God, Lord, put a burden like the one that you had that caused you to, to, to drive suckers out of eh, to drive suckers out of the temple, so that people would be healed. Put a burden on our hearts, and Lord cause us to come back to you to realize that you need to have mercy upon us. My Father, and my God, whatever it is that is in our lives that is responsible for the broken state of things in our lives, in our families and our communities. Lord, we ask that the blood that you shed on the cross will cleanse us. Give us a new mind. Help us to be touched by the infirmities of the world you've put us in as salt restore our saltiness that we will release this power to heal in Jesus name we pray amen and amen